Hey sports fans, BMOC here. Start your day by playing Sportal, a sports-themed word-guessing game from our friends at Big Swing Games. You've got six chances to solve the puzzle. It's either a sports term, a sports personality, or a team name. Head to Sportal.pro to play. There's a new puzzle every day, and it's completely free. But if you like it, be sure to click that share button and send it to all your sports fan friends. Seriously, please do that. We need a win so bad. So bad. Like, really bad. So head to Sportle.pro. That's Sportle, S-P-O-R-T-L-E dot pro to play Sportle. Good times. All right. We're going to do this in three, two, one. Cue Maestro. Two dudes, two microphones, and three things. That's the unholy formula for medium-level content. It's not Monday. It's not Tuesday. It's Sports Wednesday. Sounding good as always. Welcome to Sports Wednesday, everyone. Sports talk for the medium fan. We're recording at 10.20 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday night. Meister, what time were we supposed to start recording? Uh, That would be 9.30. 9.30, and the coach is not here. He's having some sort of technical issues, and uh, I think he's his problem with his AOL. He has to reinstall (laughs) it from the CD, And and then his wife keeps getting on the phone to order pizzas and stuff, so... Having some problems with the old dial-up. We'll see if Coach joins us. If not, Meister and I will do this show, and that'll break Coach's streak. I know that's going oh, to boy. Gonna hit him hard. But, uh, this is Sports Talk for the Medium Fan. That means we frequently get the details of the stories wrong, but we have a good time talking about it. Hopefully, you're cool with that, and we'll have a show. My name's Pete Brown. I'm the big man on campus, or BMOC, driving the trains tonight with my good friend, the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, maestro? <laughs> Hello. I got to get my laugh my laugh track going. I got to fill in for coach. We've been talking we've been talking. We've been on the, we've been on online chatting for 45 minutes waiting for coach. Had a steer clear of the show sheet so we didn't we didn't waste we any did, Right, we didn't want to tarnish so any we'll of the topics. That's right. So let's uh, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. You can follow this show on the socials at Sports Wednesday on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Some new TikToks up this week. What? Quite a few. So I uh, let's see what's what, what's been on the TikTok lately. I posted my uh, my five minutes of comedy. BMOC took a stand up writing stand up comedy class. Did five minutes of comedy. I uh, posted a throwback there of Coach throwing heaters on the beach, and I uh, posted a new one today. So we're doing well on the TikTok. Check us out. And then on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, always a great follow there on Twitter. And you can buy your Sports Wednesday merch at sportswednesday.com. Go there, and it's actually a link to where you buy the Sports Wednesday merch. Did I show you the merch I got, Maestro? No. I see something on the wall. Is that new, or should that be there? That's been there for a while. Oh, it's a clock. Oh, wow. I saw that back there, and I was like, man, that looks like a beer sign like they have, yeah. you know. I am showing Maestro. I finally broke down and ordered a Sports Wednesday wall clock, and it is amazing. The logo <laughs> you designed. Awesome. I mean, it looks so legit, and it's up in my office. So here's the, here's the weird thing. When you order the wall clock, Maestro, you can specify what color you want the hands. <laughs> And there's like four colors. And I went back and forth. I went with the red finally because half the logo is in blue and it, it pops. Uh-huh. You get black, you can get blue. It's like, that's an odd thing to be allowed to specify, but you can do it. I might have to get one of those for Hakemore. I know. That it's would, be, that would it's look really, really cool. cool down here. Yeah, they're really good. So Sports Wednesday merch. Uh, also got a t-shirt, uh, which I can't show you right now. And uh, a prize winning t-shirt going out to one of our March Madness winners. All right, Mister. Quick, uh, quick update on the Mendoza line for podcasts, as you know. <gasps> yeah, tell last, me. Last time I did the math, our Mendoza line is one nine seven. So what, this is episode one ninety five. 
The Mendoza line in podcasts is when your number of episodes is bigger than your average number of listeners. Right now, our average number of listeners is 198.2. So it's gone up. We got time to think about this. It's gone up by 1.2 listeners. So I don't know if Wednesday Nation is reaching out, trying to expand it, uh, but we're getting close. So the the more that we can push that average number up, the, the longer we put off falling below the Mendoza line. All right. Oh, my gosh. We were talking about the Sportle today. It was a tough one. It was really tough. Eight letters. Um, a hint that was, you know, a li- little bit nebulous, but then it got bolstered later as the day went along. I do appreciate helped. Maestro's like, what does this hint even mean? And so we, we added a little bit more. It's hard not to give it away in the hint, right? Because you'd be like, you know, let's say the clue is Deshaun Watson and you write quarterback problems with women. And everyone's like, Roethlisberger doesn't fit here. <laughs> Uh, How many but, letters is Roethlisberger? 15? <laughs> that would be hilarious to put that Roethlisberger would not fit. in there. That would not fit. Oh, man. Uh, but go to Sportle.pro, play Sportle, share it with your friends from our friends at Big Swing Games. They pay hundreds of thousands of dollars every episode to sponsor us. What are you drinking tonight, by the way, Maestro? We've been... I was drinking a Miller High Life, but it's gone. I'm going to have to figure out a way to jump over to the fridge and get uh, get my number two. Nice uh, Miller High Life there, BMOC with a, a tasty bourbon. Uh, on tonight, as uh, as we're recording, the Boston Celtics in the Miami Heat. Oh, Miami has gone up 76-71 in the third quarter. Boston was ahead the whole game while we were chatting, and now Miami's come back. So, Ooh, what that, they got to be pretty far in that series now, aren't they? Uh, I actually think they're like, this is game one or two, actually. Oh, wait, so this is game one. Of the Eastern Conference Finals, Boston beat Milwaukee, wow. which is what we were talking about last week, and then and yeah, okay. Miami beat Philadelphia in the beard. So uh, that's going. On. I guess we'll have to. I am so in. medium. I know. Well, Coach kind of called it. He said Boston is is looking awfully good in the East. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, so I think that's all our housekeeping. Let's get straight to it. All right, we're going into the bit. Yep. All right, I think I got something for this. So uh, the workshop in that a little bit, a late, a late show sheet uh, tonight. And I was like, we're just going to have a conversation about a couple things that have been on BMSC's mind. He'll ask the questions. Maestro will give the answers. We'll talk about it. First thing is this grilling out. Maestro, I consider you out of all my friends, the grilliest grill master there is. You have the nicest grill and then you have like that, like outdoor pancake grill. <laughs> yeah, that's, they call that the Blackstone. How's that been going? Uh, you know, I got to tell you, I kind of split my time evenly between the grill and, and the and the the Blackstone. Um, it's it's a lot of work to keep the Blackstone up. You know, you kind of got to clean it when you're done, which is a bit of a pain. But yeah. uh, we love the smash burgers. I do a lot of uh, like hibachi, um, like the 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 fried chicken fried rice stuff like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, we like crack an egg on the rice and chop it all. Oh up. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I got to say, though, it's it's kind of hard work moving that rice around. I have a whole new respect for the the uh, hibachi guys like at the Japanese steakhouse. That's right. Moving rice on that hot griddle is serious labor. I got some. <laughs> car- I have I have the carpal tunnel to prove it. And this is your um, first grilling season with with that thing, right? I, I got it. Um, I got it. It was still relatively fall decent weather when I got it. So I was able to do a bunch of stuff before it got too cold. But um and I think I, I I grill and and do that stuff even in the wintertime if it's not too too cold. But do you keep your grills outside all winter? Yeah, I kept them all outside. I've I've had some problems. I I, I use them just enough to keep the uh, the mice out of there. Because so, yeah, if you leave a grill on the back patio near the woods for too long, there will be a, a mouse uh, yeah. fam- family that moves in. So I have my grill's not fancy or anything. It's a standard Home Depot. I just got propane for it. I think the propane shortage is real. At least if you go on a Sunday afternoon, there's no way you're getting propane. At Home Depot. Really? I, went, I ended up going on a Thursday and there were only three left when I went. 
But here's the thing, Maestro. The the outside of my grill looks fine. The insides are looking rough. Like I feel like the grates probably need to be replaced. Like there's like just rust falling off them on either side. And do you the, do you clean yours at all? Well, like I, I have like a wire brush. I'll wire brush it before and after, but like I don't season it or do anything like that. It's like if I showed it to you, you'd probably be horrified. And then if <laughs> I, I feel like like all the rocks in there are covered in grease. They need to be replaced. And then one of the burners doesn't work. And so I'm at this point where it's like they sell all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I could just take all these old parts out and replace it. But part of me is like, why don't I just roll the grill to the curb and get a new grill? What's your take on that? It just depends on, on what you, what you're getting, you know? Um, it was, I've probably had my, my current grill, which is not a top of the line Weber. It's, it's, it's probably a medium, a medium quality, um, Weber. But the, the cool thing about Weber stuff is they support their products. So you can get replacement pieces, you know? Yeah. Um, if stuff starts to get a little rusty, you just go and get the new plates or you have you ever, plate. have you ever replaced like a burner or any of that stuff? I've never had to replace anything like that, you know, that is actually on fire, but the, the pieces that go around it or above it, um, I have replaced those, um, each burner, like in the Weber has got this sort of, it's like a porcelain metal tent kind of thing. It's like, a yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. you just, you can replace this. I, I try to keep them clean. Like I'll, I'll clean my grill really well, like mm. once a, once a summer. Um, but those things usually after a few years, you have to replace them. They get kind of rusty. You know, so. Yeah. Mine are completely rusted. That's it. So I, here's the thing. I, I'm going to send you a picture tomorrow of my grill. We can use it for the slate because nice. it, the slate will just say Maestro decides BMOC get a new grill. So, so we'll see. But like, the question is like, I don't want to be a guy that just throws out a grill and gets a new one but I also don't know that I'm a guy that can replace all the innards of my grill successfully. Well, I mean, if it's a grill that you only spent like two ninety nine on. Yeah. I spent like one ninety nine, right? Okay. It's going to cost me 80 bucks in parts to kind of replace it all. But it's like also kind of bad to just like, here's my old shitty grill. Someone go put it in a landfill. My uh, last grill, I think a college kid took it and it was probably, he probably got a, a good couple of years out of it. But. Nice. Oh, I'll just give it to you. You you got a son in college. He can just have my old grill. <laughs> well, he's got one more year in the dorms. Well, and that's but the thing. And I wanted to ask. got a son that's in a, his own place. That's right. Oh, that's a good call. I wanted to ask coach because he switched to charcoal. And like, I was like, do you, I like, I like the ambition there, but I, I do grill a lot in the summer just because it's easier to like throw burgers on out there and not make a mess in the kitchen or whatever. I don't know if I could fire up you charcoal. You have to think ahead. Yeah. Is that, I don't know that that's your wheelhouse BMOC. So I wonder if he did that because he likes how it tastes better or if he's just like, we don't grill out enough. Or whether his son's doing his the grill. His son's doing His son's a great, great cook. All right. I gotcha. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just assuming that's what's going on. What's your favorite thing to grill? Uh, steak. We, yeah. uh, that's, we, we get steaks from uh, Costco. They're pretty good. And, um, that's probably the, that's probably the most popular thing we do. I do a lot of like, uh, Greek chicken. Yeah. Um, but everything we else did. has re- really been on the, on the, the Blackstone lately. We do a lot of kebabs. I actually have next to my grills, like this burner. So if I wanted to boil corn on it, I could, but I've never <laughs> used it. And it also, it came with like this rotating thing. If I wanted to like cook a chicken and, like I remember taking that thing out of the box and I'm like, I'm never going to use this. And it's, it's in my garage on a shelf somewhere. I'm, you got me all hungry now. I know. All right. That's grilling. Grilling. see going on there. Let's talk I about, forgot about kebabs. Yeah, I do need to, I'm, now I'm thinking kebabs. We do do a lot of those too. Yeah. So I watched a, a surprisingly a documentary and it was, this documentary was about food in Japan. Uh, I'll talk about it for the next 45 minutes for this. All right, let's go. But there was just a scene where this family, like they just had this tiny little hibachi grill in the middle of their table outside that they were cooking chicken on with like soy sauce. And it, it, it looks so good and so simple and peaceful. And I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Well, you know, I bought that little, you know, before the OU game, mm-hmm. which is sadly, it's probably been four or five years ago. I've only yeah. used it that one time, but I bought that little Coleman tube, yep. two top burner. Yep. And um, it's not really a grill. It's just a, 
like a it's just griddle. It's like heat. Yeah, you're supposed to actually have like a griddle on it or a you know a cover that you would cook more of like a flat top on it. So I need to be ready for the next time there. But yeah, I agree. There's something about that, like the small. Like I don't know if you see those TikToks of like that Canadian ho- hockey guy. Where he goes out by a fire and he's cooking. He's like, hey, little buddy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he cooks like yeah. pancakes and stuff over yeah. a fire. I lo- like that. That's just so awesome. I, yeah. I would love to try and do that. Yeah. And my tailgating grill is small and portable and I love it. I love it way more than my actual grill. So. All right. Buying a car, Maestro. You uh, bought a car. Everybody says it's hard to buy a car now. You managed to do it. And, and the car is sweet. What was that? What was that process like? What, did you luck out? You just lucked out the luck of your timing on getting that car. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. If if you're just looking at the purely at the car that I bought, mm-hmm. then yes, I did luck out. Everything else about it is not lucky. Like yeah. the the financial aspect of yeah, it, yeah. the wake, waking up in the middle of the night going, what have I done? Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, the actual car, um, I was thinking about it last night when I was out going for a spin i'm pretty sure i'm the only i'm probably one of two people in central ohio that have that car yeah because it's it's just so hard to find and so that that kind of fills me with a little bit of joy that's right it's Um, a lamborghini (laughs) kunak 1986 (laughs) that would be awesome too i i feel like that's what so i knew i know that you like had your eye on these uh, new broncos for a while Mm -hmm. because when we went to that baseball game you were pointing them out yeah. But you didn't have like you had not put a deposit down anywhere or anything like that. No, I was, you know, I'm I'm pretty cautious. I was like, yeah, oh, this is a first run car. It's all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I worry, it's like, is it worth it? You know, they're in demand. You're not going to get a deal. Yeah. Are there going to be problems there? And there have been problems with some of these, some of the engines and in, in the bigger ones. Um, but I love how they look. You know, yeah. there's if you're if you're in Central Ohio. Or, there's Jeeps everywhere. Wranglers That's right. like rule. And so to have a, like a little Bronco, I got the two seat, the two door yeah. to have that in the world of giant Wranglers. Like I look, I'm like, who you can tell these guys are going, who's this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> who's this guy? Traded so in lo- your station wagon. <laughs> it's like a classic midlife crisis exchange going on there. I'm all in on the midlife crisis, I think. Although, you know, there's obviously I could have got a a freaking Corvette or something like that. So I do do feel like I'm erring on the side of of some sort of hipster (laughs) credibility. But yeah, yeah. um, But yeah, there's there was definitely that. And I, I think I told you when I was when I first got it, I think my wife is simultaneously impressed with the impulsiveness that it took me to, to buy this thing. Cause I don't yeah, do this. This is not, right. this is very not maestro, but as far as my uh, business mind or the financial aspect, yeah. she's, she's not impressed. Yeah, you she's know, like, I, I didn't haggle poor haggling. When How this can car- you haggle now when everybody <laughs> wants that car? Yeah. And you know, when they, when they rolled this car out in the showroom, cause I was there looking at a different car. I yeah. just happened to see it when I was driving by. And they roll this two two door out, which you don't see any of the yeah. two doors. They roll it out on the showroom. It's all shiny and clean and brand new. And I was yeah. just like, I want that. And like, so, there was no like they were just like, oh, we got this guy. Like, yeah, it was almost like they played me like I was a, a freaking yeah. fiddle. They're like, bring uh, it out, bring it. Wait, 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 go. So wait, yeah. so did you have to call somebody to come to the? dealership to drive your other car home oh no you traded it in right then and traded it in so we yeah we own the 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 old car outright um did you have all the paperwork with you i didn't so i did have to go back the next day i got you um and they were they were kind of pushy about it initially they're like you're gonna have to go get the title and blah 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 blah." um and then i think once they started to run the numbers and Mm -hmm. they like they saw my credit rating and stuff. They're like, Oh, you're okay. You're you fine. Just come back tomorrow. You're, you're fine. fine. You're fine. <laughs> so what happens um, when you get over 800, the rarefied air of Maestro's credit rating. So let's talk about this midlife crisis you're having then. Uh-huh. Is it because do you feel like because you dealt with cancer in your early forties, that the fifties have not presented with you a, a commensurate challenge? 
there's there's something going on. I don't know what it is. I can't eat, I can't put my finger on it. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm obviously is it, is it just I mean, is it just career stuff or is it more? I think it's more. I think it's you know, you know, my oldest kid going off to college. Yeah. Um the other one, like they don't need us at all. And so yeah. and like the, the the sort of baseball part of the life is kind of slowing down and yeah. So I think it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. My lack of interest in keeping my lawn cleaned up. Like there's just some weird, uh, weird stuff going on. I I've been by your house though. You're, there's no visual evidence that your lack of interest in keeping, <laughs> keeping your lawn. I'm, well, I put it this way. I'm, I'm, I'm riding on what I've done in the past. I'm just trying to keep it together, but Here's I, I'm not as passionate about it as I used to be. Let's put it that way. There's this, uh, I've been following this guy who's a television writer on TikTok and, and I like him and his content is good, but like, it's, I keep going like, well, you, you knew me in college, right? It was just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to fucking tear apart the entire literary world. I'm going to do all this amazing stuff. And I'm just a jackass middle manager in central Ohio. It's like, I was born with the stink of it on me and I never got out of it. And I'm like, what did I fucking do? What did I not do? How I don't know. You got that it? sweet desk behind you. How's that? How's that going? Not good. <laughs> You're keeping it clean though. You could have I, it piled uh, with stuff. I could, I could. But my point is, it, I think the problem is in your fifties, it's not, Oh, let me start now doing these things that I wanted to do when I was busy having a family. It's why didn't I do them? when I had a chance to do them or when you had the energy you know, or it's like, I don't, I don't even hate my job or anything like that. It's all good. It's fine. It's all fine. You know? And I think you're right. When your kids start to leave the house, you're like, well, it's fine. Going to carry me through the next 25 years or. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I'm going to take, I'm going to have a little bit of bourbon and maybe yeah. take a nap. We'll see how that goes. I need to buy a car too because my uh, I, we own uh, three. My son has one, and my daughter needs one. And and the used car market has been crazy. And and this was another reason uh, I put this on there because I know Coach, his daughter's car was in bad way, and he and he like looked around for a used car, and it was just cheaper for him to replace the engine in mm-hmm. that Versa than buy a car. Now I know those prices are coming back down to earth, but. I don't know. It's, you know, buying a car. I, I don't, I don't recommend it. Yeah. It buying, was, it was buying painful a car? and it was, you know, I know that they say buying a car is a lot faster, you know, you, but it still sucks. It's still, I was sucks. still there all day. And yeah. Maybe it was because I wasn't, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't even plan to buy a car. I mean, I, I, yeah. I had like, you know, I had like, I would was just working in the yard. I had like a nasty t-shirt on. I was just going out to run a couple errands. And so I was unprepared. Yeah. But, um, but it's it hilarious though. I, that's the best way to do it. I think, I think you're right. I mean, it, had I thought about it and I was, I, I was pretty close to pulling the plug and just leaving. And yeah. Um, I'll walk I out of say, here right now. Yeah. But I will say, like every time I go in the garage and see it there, I'm like, whoa! Yeah. And then I like, and then I do get a little bit excited. So I, I do yeah. think somewhere in there, you know, beneath the sort of scary aspect of why did I spend so much money on this thing, which will haunt me for a while. But yeah, I still like it. I'm still excited about yeah. it. So that's it. That's good. I will say I haven't yet bought a car on Carvana or any of these internet sites. I've spent a lot of time. Like I've come close a couple of times where I'm like, and then I like pull up and I'm like, hey, am I really about to buy a car and have them bring it to me on a tow truck kind of thing? So I don't know. I remember my wife, I always handled all our car buying and stuff. And then uh, when she got her first full-time teaching job after she went back to work, she's like, I want to want to go with you to buy a car. And so I'm like, all right. It's no great shakes. And like nine hours later, she's like, man, that sucks. Yeah. It's, it's really tiring. So, um, what do you look at? What are you thinking about? What's, what's on? What, oh, man, I mean, I've gone back and forth on a lot of things. So I'll tell you my options that I've got. So for a while I was like, I'm going to just get a smart car. Uh, you know, like the little, a, little ones. Yes. Like, cause, like, right. Like Cause like, 
where I go zero places. I work from home. <laughs> the, my biggest drive would be downtown maybe once or twice a month for a meeting. Uh, and you see my garage. I think I can fit it in there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think buying a car that fits in your garage may be a bad idea. Uh, then I realized, though, they stopped selling those in America. So I'm like, why are these smart cars? They seem like they're a reasonable price and they get great gas mileage. Why aren't these selling like hotcakes? And it's because, remember, I had that Saab for a while. And then they, you know, Saab kind of went out of business. Mm-hmm. And like, if I needed headlights, it was 1800 bucks. So I don't want to get in that situation again. Uh, any thoughts of like just getting rid of the Suzuki and getting a new motorcycle since you don't ride that drive that much? Yeah. The Suzuki is on its way out for sure. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm turning that into my favorite public radio programs. Um, uh, just cause it has a, it has a life ending oil problem. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and maybe I'll get a new motorcycle. They may, you know, maybe not. So, yeah, so smart car I was thinking about, and then I was like, "Well, I'd love, you know, I'd love that old Jeep that I had, that was so basic and stuff." But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just the hassle of it. And then, uh, then I've been uh, interested in these kind of weirdo vans from Japan that you can have imported. Oh, I've seen this. There's <laughs> one that I think there's one over by 101 Beer Kitchen, like yep. behind. Roll. That's right. I yeah. love those. Yeah. I, I love those too. They're three <laughs> cylinder. They're three cylinder engines, right? And I'm like, yeah. I actually, like having a van would not be a bad idea for the shoots I do. I can haul mm-hmm. all that stuff in. And I'm going to be moving kids like in and out of dorms and apartments for the next five years. So that's Very true. That's kind of on my mind too. Like, like I had my mom's minivan after she died for like a year and I, I loved it. Even it was like a weird old lady minivan, but mm-hmm. I took all the seats out. So something like that would be fun too. I don't know. There, there you go. You know what? I should have just, I should have just given you my flex. <laughs> would have been hilarious. That car, uh, I mean, that car could have run for another hundred thousand miles. That's the thing. Like that's kind of the part of me, the rational part of me. That's like, yeah. What, what was I, what am I thinking? Yeah. But didn't you have some problems with that early on? No, I mean, there was like a, there was an engine issue that was cost a lot of money. That was probably like five or six years ago. But other yeah. than that, I mean, that car has run really well. I'm, I'm done with Subarus. I mean, I, I hate to shit on them, but both of mine just had terrible oil leak problems and they're kind of endemic and the same. I've got them both all tightened up and I've spent a lot of money on them. And I think, you know, both my kids will graduate college with the Subaru station wagon from their dad. That's what they get. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's talk about baseball briefly. I'm not going to ask you to go uh, and recap the season. Here's what I wanted to talk about with baseball. So I read this story. The Oakland A's have right now 2,000 people coming to a game. <gasps> wow. Like, I didn't realize it was like their fans have like given up. And, and I'm thinking, too, a lot about the Reds because they're here in our local market, too. Same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, they... <laughs> not getting a lot of people out there. And I guess my question was like, I mean, I grew up in Cleveland in municipal stadium where 2000 seemed like it would be a lot. I can't tell if the, the management of these teams are like, we've done the best we can with the market we have. Like, I mean, I kind of have the, I see the fans perspective for not wanting to go see those teams. Especially out there where it's just expensive for, to do anything. Right. Right. And I think there's still a little bit of pandemic paranoia and stuff like that, especially probably in that Oakland, San Francisco area, maybe. Sure. I don't know. So maybe they just haven't really gotten back to full strength, but or they're not a good team this year. No, right? they're terrible. Yeah. So that's like a perfect storm probably. But there was like this story, the, the Reds GM said, the fans, are, I don't know why the fans are abandoning. And to be honest, I think the Reds are doing better because there's people in Cincinnati who just have to go see baseball, right? It's like yeah. in, in their DNA a little bit. But some garbage products in a sport that's arguably on the decline, I don't know, man. And there's I, a lot of teams in California too. So it's like, all right, maybe I'm not an... Ace fan anymore. I'll just be a Giants fan yep. or yep. Anaheim or, I mean, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's like six teams out there. Yeah. 
I mean, I used to love, I used to love, I used to follow it all the time and read the box scores and all that stuff. And now it's like, I love going to a game now and again, right? And we have like the Clippers. There's like, do you know anybody in Columbus who's like, like into the Clippers to the point where they're like, they know where they are in the standings and that kind of stuff? Nobody I know, but I, I, it seems like there are people that are that way. At the games. Yeah. Yeah. At the games. There's a handful of them. But I don't know anybody. That, that follows them. Yeah. 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 So I feel bad. I feel bad for baseball. I feel like they have, you know, the insurance salesman problem where you know, most insurance salesmen are, are white dudes in their mid to late fifties. And I think most baseball fans are the same. People are buying insurance using apps. So I don't know what baseball is going to do. I don't know either. You know, coach has been tough. He's been tough on soccer is never going to catch on in America. Meanwhile, his baseball is the one that's starting to slip away a little bit, um, and soccer's kind of on the upswing. So, I used to like I, I, I used to be like I like baseball because it allows for a lot of conversation when you're at a game, but I feel like soccer is similar in that respect. You know, for sure. I mean, there's there's, and you can see something developing. So you could be hanging having a conversation, right? You're watching the game, whatever. It's mishmash or whatever and then all of a sudden there's a, a, a breakaway or they right. can see something developing they're like all right here we go here we go you know and then you can yep. kind of get into it so um I baseball guess is troubled a hey, coach is interesting too because he's like every time they have an innovative thing <laughs> and and in his defense the things they choose to innovate on are really dumb but he always hates it right yeah, he's he's traditional. I don't know what's I don't know what I don't know what baseball is going to do. Is it it now? So you you mentioned the Reds and you mentioned Oakland. Are there yeah. other teams that are having these same issues? Those two I just know about because I yeah. saw I I think I tweeted about it because I read this thing and it just said the Oakland A's are playing some lonely games and it was about how like their fans are just fed up and they're like, we're not going to pay money to come see this team. And and it reminded me, I mean, but I went through this in Cleveland in the seventies, right? You'd go to those games and nobody was there. Yeah. And then as soon as they had a good team in the late, you know, in the nineties, suddenly every game was sold out, right? I mean, it was a good team and a good stadium. And I think most of these major league teams have pretty decent stadiums now. Yeah. Back then, you know, municipal was paid for, right? So yeah. it wasn't like, but now these, all these teams have these new stadiums and they, they need to pay the bills. And yep. yeah, I think this is crazy. I think this is true. I have PD double check it, but I feel like Cleveland municipal stadium, part of the argument for building it was to try and attract the Olympics to Cleveland. Really? I got to dig back. Yeah. But that is in my head and that's not, a, I, I think that is indeed like, I don't think it's the only reason I think they're like, let's build this stadium. We have football, but all these things, but it was built in like 1932 in the depression. I think it had a lot of uh, WPA funds put, put together for it. So Dang. I did municipals was my, my favored renamed the Indians. I thought that would have been really cool. The I, I like that name too. I remember when we were talking about it. So, all right. How that's many folks, How many folks do you think were at that Clippers game? We were there on a cold Tuesday night. Cold Tuesday night. I'd say 2000. Yeah. So, I mean, which I think is a, a pretty good amount of people on a cold mm-hmm. Tuesday night. So if you think that's all that Oakland A's are getting. I know. I know. And if you, yep. All right. That is three right. things. Grilling, three buying things. a car, and baseball. Three all right. Things. All right, Meister. Let's get to it. It's time for betting and sweating. This is where uh, we update you on all the wagering because apparently, holy moly, look at all these bets. In addition to medium sports talk, we are a gambling podcast. <laughs> Let's just say it. Uh, this can be a bit of a mix. We did locks last week, so I'm just going to update you on how those locks turned out. I, again, have yet to locate where I was keeping track of our season long statistics and locks, but. These are our locks from last week, uh, our show on 510. Uh, Coach 
gets a plus one. The Milwaukee Bucks plus five and a half against Boston. That came in. Milwaukee actually won that game uh, and then lost the next two and got eliminated. So good call there. I picked uh, Philadelphia minus one and a half in a must-win game against Miami, and they must lost it. And then Maestro, again, quote, it's over for the Rangers. The Penguins got their feet on their necks. Uh, they lost the game you picked five to three and then lost two more from three, one down. You were so confident about the pens. What happened? I was, but so did I pick the over and under? Because if they lost five to three, then I got the over or did, would, did I just pick that the pens were going to win? You know, I'd have to go back and listen to the show. <laughs> I'll double it's check. Only, I, I would, I mean, that, I, last I, week was rough for me uh, yeah. in the, Every every way. Although I will say, well, I'll, I'll save the Reds Pirates for the yeah the wager of the week. But. Okay, so but you were saying the Pens had a couple of injuries that that hampered them. So the Rangers move on. Pittsburgh out um, there. It was Pittsburgh rough. is a is a great team, but I think they've got a lot of veterans. I think that they're going to have to do some off season trading and get that team pulled get together. Some- Get some young blood in there. Ooh, Get some young, young blood. blood in there. All right. Young so blood. that's how last week's locks were. So if you wagered based on coach, you're a winner on Meister or me. Sorry about that. You didn't do it. Wagers of the week. This is where we started. We all started with 10 points. Uh, how, how we did. We Meister, you were goaded into making a wager last week. You were like, I I'm was. not going to do it. You were down to nine points. And you're like, oh, I'll wager on somebody playing the Reds. Yep. And that, that, that and snuckered that was the me in. Pirates and uh, the Reds had only won three games to that point. Not bad, but uh, yeah, you <laughs> lost that. You lost five points there. You're down to four points on the year. Oh my gosh! I this is a sentence not many people will be able to say this year. I won betting on the Reds last week in that same game. I took the opposite end of it, uh, plus five there. So I'm back up to fourteen. And coach up to 30, he had uh, bet six on the Panthers. I can't remember. There was an over-under. No, no, it was one and a half line beating the Capitals. So, yeah. So, coach in a, a commanding lead on wager of the week. But, I, you know, I'm confident he's going to make some, I, he, uh, some big, bold, <laughs> crazy bets. Oh, man. It was, he Once he starts feeling good about it, he's going to yeah. be like, oh, I'll go 15. That's right. And it'll all even out. We'll see how he does. Uh, and then betting with coaches, Bretta, uh, we're all even up, which means we were down five, but then uh, we did that. Pens lost game five versus the Rangers. He took the pens on that and we said, all right, we'll take the Rangers at home. Uh, it's our turn to throw out a game. I don't have any games. Do you have any games you want to throw out? No, I don't. I mean, I think, um, I mean, that series you were talking about earlier, the um, the basketball, the um, Celtics, the heat. heat, the heat Celtics could be good. Could be a good one to pull him in on, but. Let's, uh, let's, let's, what's, what's the West is I'm assuming that's the Suns and, and, and Golden State, Golden State. I think I'm not sure. I think Golden State's still playing the Grizzlies in there. Oh, okay. Let's take a look. Dallas and Golden State, uh, in the West, Dallas and Golden State. So the Suns we might are, be able to stay with hockey too, with Breda, especially if the, if the Panthers are still in it. I'm well, sure he might be willing to. Yeah, let's bet. put let's put up. I'm actually thinking with how nice it is. Is we're getting close to needing to have a, a patio show. Yeah, with the crickets and uh, and we'll get all three of us together there and uh, noise. That's what we'll do with Brada. Side uh-huh. bet update. This is just uh, really for our own edification. I was like, I know there are a lot of candy bars and stuff being thrown around. If we do a patio show next week, we can all pay up our bets on what we owe each other. Here's what it looks like right now. I owe coach a curly whirly, which is the British version of a marathon bar, which is no longer sold here, which he took in exchange for 47 Charleston chews, which I owed him. That's all betting on women's division three lacrosse. And by the way, congrats to the Capitol Comets. They made it. They won their first round game in the NCAA Go tournament, Comets! beat the Hamlin Pipers, uh, and then uh, against a much larger uh, Chicago University of Chicago Maroons uh, still put up a fight. Lost that game twenty to fourteen for their first and only loss of the season. Great season, Capital Comets. Wow! Could you imagine winning that many games and then it sucks ending on a loss? But like, dang, I what know, a season. I know, what a season. right? And especially like you get to the tournament and they dominated Hamlin in their first round mm-hmm. game. And I think at that point they're probably like, we we really got something here. 
and even 20 to 14. I think uh, Chip told me like Chicago had like 35 girls on that team, 35 women on that team. And, uh, you know, Kev was like 12 or 14. But uh, congrats to loyal listener uh, Chip Midnight and his daughter scored a goal, NCAA tournament goal. That's pretty awesome. So proud. All right, you owe Coach, I think, a case of hams, but have you guys negotiated that to something else? Hockey has not is, been is, good to me. This this was probably your worst week of wagering in a long time. Yeah. Uh, over the Blue Jackets not making the playoffs. And then uh, Coach and I both owe you candy bars from the uh, Romagna Grand Prix because your drivers came in first. Here we go. Maestro, <laughs> you owe me a bottle of bitey bourbon. From our EPL bet, which was so important, you put it on the show sheet last week. And Arsenal, man, they felt they felt, and that was all in the first half. Two, it was two oh, nil. So Tottenham. many yellow cards, red card at thirty minute mark. They had to play a man down. It, it, Tottenham, credit to them. I mean, they they played great. I mean, yeah. Harry Harry came to play, and um, you know, Arsenal showed their youth. You know, they yeah. I think they've they've played beyond their, I think their abilities. And I think they're going to be a great team for, for years to come, but they're still pretty young, but, but Tottenham really, they, they've got hot at the right time. And, you know, they kind of surged right around Manchester United and Arsenal to get in that four spot. So yep. kudos to them. Yep. And as I, as I was saying before the show, I love that it was on in the middle of our work day and we both work at home. We were able to watch that game. So Tottenham gets fourth place. They'll be in the champions league next year. Uh, Arsenal will play in, in the Europa League, and uh, we'll see what happens. We we do not know the answer to this. I was like, is there a playoff now with these top four teams to determine the champion? Or so we got to figure that out. We'll, we'll have Petey look into that for the next week's show. I can I can uh, hit up loyal listener Havoc too. He knows all the details. I, w- I will say this: I got an email from the Columbus Spurs Club. I'm on their email list. I haven't joined the club. You got to pay like fifteen dollars. Just haven't done it. About they're having a club meeting like end of year club meeting. So maybe it's over. I don't know. So last year when we went and hung out on coaches, uh, patio. Yeah. Was that, that had to have been before the end of the season, right? Yeah. Wow. That was a Tottenham. It's, it felt like it was summertime, but maybe it was just a random warm Sunday where we were sitting out there. Yeah. But it was near the end of the season. I remember they had a different coach and stuff. Something was going on with me. Back at that time, like I was like, I couldn't, I got to his house at like eight 30 in the morning and couldn't drink fast enough. I was, I don't know. I don't know. What and I you were so EP, you were so into your team too. It, I know it, was, it I know. was contagious. Well, f- for me, not so much for coach. I, think I primarily, like, and I know that uh tall Sean doesn't like the EPL. A lot of loyal listeners don't like us talking about it, but if you think of EPL as an excuse for drinking earlier in the day, I think you can't go wrong. <laughs> Pick a team and you can be drinking at eight in the morning. I got to tell you that for the same reason that I love co- uh, college game day on Saturdays, yep. like in the fall. Yeah. I like, like if you, if you're able to get it and I've been lucky because I think, um, EPL like M- NBC and like, I think USA network picked it up too, has been showing them pretty regularly on yep. Sunday and Saturday mornings. I like, just like having it, having on. it on. Like, yeah. I like the sound of it. Um, even some of the games, I, I don't really care about the teams, but I, I like the sound of it. And this, I think college game day is the same way. After a while, you're just like, I don't really care yeah. what, what they're saying, but I love the rah-rah. And the- they tend to pick pretty compelling matchups for the U.S. broadcast, I think, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not seeing Watford playing Burnley or something like that. Well, during that. that Kentucky Derby, so they broadcast from the from Churchill Downs. Yeah. So, like, it was a whole day thing where they were showing EPL – but they're also ramping up for the race and they were there at, you know, I, tr- I thought that was pretty cool tie-in. So. When, uh, when my internet went out today, I'm like, Oh, I guess I can watch TV until it comes back on. But no, it was, everything was out. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping there'd be a soccer game or something on, but uh, all right. So that's uh, back in time. Bottle of bitey bourbon coach O's BMOC 20 York peppermint patties. That's from some more of the women's lacrosse wagering. Didn't do well for coach this year. And then I owe coach. I do owe him eight PBR tall boys. I kept what? betting against the Celtics. It started at one. Then it was double or nothing to two. And then I double or nothing four. And then I double it or nothing again. And so I end up owing him eight PBR and like 24 ounce tall boys. So we'll see if I can, I can wager that down. I think so, you know, and 
In our documents, I started a uh, spreadsheet for side bets. I'm going to put all those in there just for giggles. Yeah, you should do it. I tell you what, I, my star, I keep like, I need to sketch this out. I have this idea for an app called Bets with Friends. And so like we'd all have profiles and like all these wagers, we could just put them in there and the app would track it. And then it would be like, Maestro says you lost this bet and you bet yes. And then like you could track who got paid. And... I like that. That could be fun. Uh, you know, in this new era of betting, which will happen. That's right. I wonder it's how it... Coach is going to do when this all goes legal. I know. <laughs> I feel like. Can I use Can I use my Sports Wednesday points to uh, bet on? <laughs> A year from now, we're going to be doing like uh, Indiegogo's help help coach pay his mortgage this month. <laughs> All right, you got you got uh, you got your guitar ready because it's Ooh. time. Ooh. Yeah. So I got a chord here. All right, ready. That's right. We end the show with a two-minute drill. There's three of us, but tonight there's two of us. So instead of 20 seconds for each take, we have 30 seconds for each take. Four times, that's two minutes. Maestro, are you ready? (laughs) I guess. Your two-minute drill starts now. All right. We're going to stick with our Euro sports. I know. Sorry, Tall Sean. He's probably tuned out already. He's tuned As soon as the coach wasn't on the show, he's like, Coach wasn't on the show. He's like, I'm out. They're just going to talk EPL. But I did want to say that we do have a race, Formula One race on Sunday. It's the Spanish Grand Prix. Um, I'm sure it'll be rinse and repeat with with Verstappen and uh, Leclerc, but I'm still going to watch. Time! All right. Here's my prediction. I'll do a side bet this with you, actually. Okay. This is a bold pick. I feel like this is going to be Carlos Sainz's first F1 win in Spain, in his home country. (gasps) I I just think. I love it. Yeah, it would be amazing. So, yeah, I think think Sainz, he definitely makes the podium. I think as long as he, he doesn't crash or something, he's, he's, he's my guy. I think he's going to win Spanish Grand Prix. So, What's your? What do you want to bet? What do you, what's your wager? This is tough. And what? What am I? What are we betting against? It. Let's just like, you pick pick a pick a driver, and we'll we'll go with whoever finishes higher. Um. So I mean, you could pick Max if you want, or or you could you could have uh, Lance Stroll. <laughs> um. All right, you're gonna pick signs. Yeah, I'm gonna I I'm gonna go move away from my two guys because I feel like I'm just okay. I'm just dominating. I'm gonna say I feel like Mercedes had you know they're they're starting to think it through. They're starting to get the cars ended strong last week. Yeah, I think Russell Russell looks good. I think Russell's gonna have a good. I think he's gonna be on the podium. Right. I don't know that you know so, but how does that work against signs? I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I guess we'll just say who who's on, whoever's not on the podium loses, right? So well, I'm let's saying just say who, who finishes higher. Well, let's say let's just assume that Verstappen and Leclerc, yeah, are one and two. Who's in that third spot? Yeah. I say it's going to be Russell. You say it's going to be Sainz. Okay, but if they don't make the podium, the bet's off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's. Although do... I'm. I'm you know what? I'm rooting for Checo too, though. No, let's go with Russell. Let's let's see what Russell does. All right, let's do. Uh, that would be really cool, though. If Science <laughs> won and, and Checo came in second. Yeah. Checo too, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. What's your uh, What's your? T- are you we still we still on the F one? No, I, we're, we just have to do our stakes here. I think uh, I'm thinking a, a Twix extra large share size. Okay. All right. Yeah. Done deal. All right. Very good. All right. That was 30 seconds. All right. Here's my here's my first two-minute drill take. How is it that bike seats are so uncomfortable? It makes no sense. I rode my bike first time today. It's so uncomfortable. In this day and age, the best we can do is this hard triangle that gets wedged up into your taint. I just... And, and the only other option is like an old lady seat. I like I I don't understand how technology is failing us here. Fuck bike seats. 
Well, you know, uh, you know, Billy Peak, who's ridden with us, he had yeah. that weird special seat. He I don't does. know if that was ever better, but it did sort of protect your man. Parts he was a big, he was a big fan of it, and I tried it. I rode that bike around, and I didn't feel like, oh, this is like ah, the solution to my problems. So. Yeah, it felt like it was still it was like half a seat. Yeah. Um, but you're right. But at least it was a bold move to maybe improve yeah. the seat for for a man. But yeah. I'm with you. Although I don't tend to have too many problems. I'm not sure why. But yeah. um, but we I are said, getting bigger. We're yeah. getting heavier. So that's pr- there's a that's lot of pressure. Probably what it is. <laughs> there's a lot of extra pressure on that yeah. spot. It's like a fulcrum. You know. But now I bought. You know, my bike is like Billy's too, where it's more upright than your road bike. So maybe maybe a seat like that makes sense. I don't know. Time, maestro. Time. All right, mine. I was I was gonna go off sports and just talk about it's it's May, it's spring in Ohio, and it's time to start choring. I was gonna put it out to you guys. What's what's your mulch plan? Do you have a mulch plan? <laughs> I haven't started mine. I, I do have. I'm kind of waiting. I think till school's out, and then I'll have my boys do it. Yeah. Um. I do have a college kid here that's just laying around most of the days, but. He won't do it without so, the help. With so eager, people. so eager to help, I'm sure. But so, do you, Maestro, do you order your mulch and have it all delivered or do you just go? No, we just go. We do it like 10 bags at a time. Although, because that's how many, actually 10 or 15. I think I could fit 15 in the flex. Yeah. But now that the flex is gone, ooh, what is, that changes my whole story with the mulch. Yeah. So we might just have a pile delivered. Maybe we'll do it that way. This year. Yeah. I uh, I had done the pile that that wasn't great. I learned for a while we would go to Home Depot and just order. I'd be like, I need you know 112 bags or whatever, and they would deliver it on like a pallet all wrapped up. Nice, and that was good. Uh, but uh, with how much I'm working now, I'm uh, I'm having some guys do it. Look at you. I had them do it last year too, and they were pretty good. And uh, they first they said by mid May. <laughs> But uh, I emailed them the other day, and they're like, "We'll have it done before Memorial Day." So now I will say, my my wife has always encouraged that. I'm always like, "Hey, I'm able to do it. I've got two sons. We should be able to do this." And you know, there's no reason that we should pay somebody. Yeah, she's like, "That's you should just pay somebody." But now that I went and bought this car, she's like, "You're doing the mulch this yeah. year." But I, but also I would suspect you you kind of like it. Probably it's some pretty good physical labor. You get a good sweat going. You're out there with your boys. You're probably listening to music. He's I, making a face like he doesn't like it. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. It, it, mainly because I feel like it's always the wrong. I always manage to pick the wrong day. It's like hot and it's yep. horrible. But um, we tend to just do it like 10 or 15 bags at a time. So that does help. You kind of just say, I'll just, let's do the front. We'll do the side. We'll do the back. We yep. kind of do it yep. that way. Yep. Um, but I, I had a, I, I was just curious to see what if you if you guys had done it yet. So you hired yeah. somebody. I'm thinking, yeah, coach is probably in the same boat I am. He's like, I got my boys. We'll, yeah, we'll go get some bags. Yeah, the guys I hired too. They they like clean it all out, all the dead stuff and all the dead leaves and everything. Blow it all out. So it is a process for me. I have to I have to clean it out. I got to edge. I got to get a nice clean edge. We should just call this episode the suburban episode. We started oh, with grilling, that. talked about baseball, oh. car, and now mulch. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm missing least... Coach. I'm missing his laughter. I feel like we're, we're all business. We're I know. So, we're so such middle managers right now. It's true. But I, I got to tell you, I've been listening to some of our recent episodes because, as you know, I feel like we're on a real downswing quality-wise. And um, – Coach and I are just out of sync. There, a lot of times I'll like I'll set something up and then like there's this long pause because usually he will he will either repeat what I said or say something funny or whatever and uh, and and we're just missing. We're like a, we're an engine that's not firing quite right. I I gotta say I think I think his internet has been problematic for a while yeah. and we're just finally like I think there was more of a lag than maybe we even knew. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's I'd like to think that maybe that that's that's what's happening as opposed to you two bromance being out of sync. Well, it's possible. I don't know. Uh, we've been friends a long time. Maybe it's just time to call it quits. Uh, here's the other thing. Here's my uh, second thing. My this is a BMOC cautionary tale. There's a there's a comedian I follow on TikTok. I think he's very funny. His name is Ted Alexandro. He's a bald white guy with a beard, a gray beard, probably our age, Gen X. 
Uh, here's one of well, his. I think I've seen. I think I've seen him. Yeah, Is he a, like a heavy set guy? He's not super heavy, but he's a bigger okay. guy. He's like uh, Neil Campbell's size. He's kind of like you'll notice him because he kind of leans back against the wall at the comedy club. <laughs> For example, okay. this is one of his jokes that I like. He goes, "If you had told me in the '90s that between Bill Cosby and Donald Trump." One of them would be president and one would be in jail for rape. I would totally have gotten it wrong. <laughs> oh, true. Uh, so I, but he, he's funny. And then uh, I got this email from Columbus Arts and they're like, hey, still tickets left for this show. And there's this picture. And I'm like, sweet. And I bought the tickets. And then I went, I thought this guy's name was Ted Alexandro, not Tom Segura. And I oh, no. bought tickets for the wrong comedian. Oh, no. I bought them for a guy named Tom Segura, another, uh, probably the one you're thinking of, heavy set white guy with a beard. Um, he doesn't seem totally unfunny. I started watching his Netflix special. I was like, I can see why this is funny. But um, not your kind of funny? Not even that. I just, uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be great. Whenever you go see a good comic in, in live, it's always fun. But. I just, this is like the second time that our family has misbought the wrong comedian's tickets. And I think everyone should just learn from BMOC. Make sure you're buying tickets to the correct comedian. Well, you've had some ticket buying problems, right? Didn't you have, didn't you get, uh, was it crew tickets, but to Cincinnati? Yes. That was my Father's Day gift. I, I bought them. Oh, he likes it. They're going to have a new stadium and everything. And it turned out it was in Cincinnati. And it was the night before my daughter's graduation party. And I was like, there's there's just no way this is going to happen. Uh, yeah, so we've had lots of ticket misfires. Cincinnati FC! That's right, FCC. Uh, all right, so that's the two-minute drill. Anything else, Maestro? Well, what? Did, what? So, Coach had big Browns news. Is there? Do you know what that was? Is there big Browns news? I'm sure there might have been. Uh, let me see if I can intuit by going to my Browns page here. Did they? Did they sell off Baker? There was. I saw earlier today. It was more rumors. It wasn't anything that I. I thought was going to happen. Miami Heat looks like they're going to win this game. By the way, they're up ten wow. points with. 329 left. We go Cleveland Browns coming up in one second. Cleveland Browns get Ozzy Newsome out of retirement. He's going to be the new time. I don't know. All it says here is uh, Deshaun Watson is meeting with the NFL. Hmm. You know. And unless you want to talk about Jarvis Landry going to the Saints, but other than that. Wow. That team. I know. What a mess. What a mess. And then his second one was shout out. And it might have been, I think we actually promised people who retweeted their sportals, we'd shout them out. Uh, and if that's the case, I'm sure they've listened 57 minutes of me <laughs> talking about our suburban problems. <laughs> They're like, oh, what's your shout out? We'll do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> there being no other sports fit to be discussed in a very medium sort of way on behalf of basketball. So medium. Matt Longley and the Maestro Brian Hake and Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. <laughs>
You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. Good times.